Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Adrita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jai Adrita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jai Adrita Chandra Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinda Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Bhita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jaya Bhita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda We're reading from the Sita Tanitaritamrita, Adi Leda, Chapter 5, The Glories of Lord Nichananda Balaram, Text 99. <laughs> Vaikuntha Nijadam. Tahai prakat kaila bhakunte nichadam. Tahai prakat kaila bhakunte nichadam. Shesha karila visram. Shesha sayam karila visram. Tahai prakat kaila Vaikuntha Nijadam Shesha Sayana Jale Karila Vishram Shesha Sayana Jale Karila Vishram Shri Shri 
He lay there with Ananta as his bed. Lord Ananta is a divine serpent having thousands of heads, thousands of faces, thousands of eyes, thousands of hands and feet. He's the seat of all incarnations and is the cause of the material world. In the reservoir of water first created by the perspiration of Garbhadakshaya Vishnu, the Lord lies on the Sesha plenary expansion of Vishnu, who is described in Srimad Bhagavatam in the four Vedas as follows. Sahasra Sisa Buddha Sa, Sahasra Ksa, Sahasra Pat, Sa, Vomim, Vishwato, Vivatya Tistat, Dasangulam. The Vishnu form called Anantasayana has thousands of heads, uh, hands and legs, and thousands of eyes, and he's the active generator of all the incarnations within the material world. Om He's the hate to, he's the cause of everything, he is the adjux, he is the controller of everything. Uh, not a blade of grass moves without his will. Nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, he does not directly involve himself. He is also known as Jagat Avyaktamurtina as the unmanifested form within this universe. Um, so in this way, we can appreciate how Krishna is aloof because Krishna is absorbed in his own pleasure pastime. This material world, although naturally Krishna is the original creator. Um, in Bhagavatam it is said there is Sarga and Visarga a primary creation and a secondary creation. 
the primary creation is taking place from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who expands himself in the form of Mahavishnu, and from that Mahavishnu form, so many universes manifest, Garbhadakshaya Vishnu enters, and so on, and Lord Ananta says, and so on. Um, but Krishna himself um, is not completing the creation. That he leaves up to Lord Brahma. Krishna, he gives the ingredients, and Brahma goes in the kitchen and cooks up the uh, entire material universe, like this. Um, it is, therefore, Lord Brahma is also known as the creator, um, sometimes said more like the engineer, because he doesn't really create, he assembles various elements and puts them into place. So, in that sense, not really a creator in the sense that he makes something out of nothing. Uh, rather, like we also, uh, we are taking the material elements and manipulating them in various ways, and, you know, and then they take so many forms and shapes, and we are very happy with all the things we have, had, we have, we have made. And so many toys, so many nice things. Yes, very nice. Um, but all that, um, ultimately, is Krishna's energy. And more important than all the external features of, of all the material variety of Visayi, of objects, is simply uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govindam Adipurusha. Mm. So Krishna, um, Krishna tasya karyam karanam savichate, he has no work to perform. Uh, Krishna doesn't have to go to work. Uh, Krishna simply is, is enjoying. That is his pastimes. Um, and in so many ways. Um, then when this material world is created, it is although it's going un under, the under the direction of the Supreme Lord, it's not his desire. This material world is here to facilitate the desire of the living beings. Krishna doesn't want this world. Therefore, we cannot make Krishna responsible. Um, the fact that there is suffering in this world, one might think, well, if Krishna has made this world, then why did he make suffering? because suffering is, is, is certainly trouble. But we should understand that Krishna is not responsible for that suffering. So, yeah, but ultimately, he sort of designed this material world. Uh, what if he would have left uh, the active suffering out? What about that? If he would have, if the only suffering that would have been there would have been the emptiness of not being with Krishna. Wouldn't that have been better? And we could have just tried to enjoy. The problem is, we would have never stopped trying to enjoy, and Krishna is waiting. Are you going to come back? How long is it going to take? Oh gosh, this takes forever. All right, I put a little suffering in the mix just to remind you. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh yeah, 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 that's right, yes. <laughs> I want to get out of here. Um, when the suffering comes, then immediately, immediately we become serious. So, in this way, we understand that the suffering in this material world is actually a feature of the Lord's soft-heartedness. The Lord cannot bear the separation from the living beings. And because the Lord cannot bear the separation from the living beings, therefore the Lord is making arrangements. Now, it's taking too long. Okay. I'll give you a little, uh, a little, just like a horse that doesn't want to run, then the, the, the horse will run. So we are all lazy horses who don't want to run. Um, 
And the only running we do is in the direction of Maya. But when it comes to running towards Krishna, oh, very slow. Well, s slow and steady. <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't rush, you know, like, I mean, take slow steps because then, you know, you can be sure that you can maintain it. Of course, you know, you may never finish also in this life uh, because time doesn't go that slow. So if you go too slow, yeah, then at the end of life there will be a lot of unfinished, unfinished work. Uh, we want to enjoy. Okay, yes, I also want to enjoy. But can we enjoy? Ah, I have so many desires. Great, me too. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm full of desires. You too. Ah, interesting. I have so many desires to fulfill. Me too. Now, yes, but, but fulfilling <coughs> desires in the material world, does it work? Not really. Because even when we have everything, um, nice house, I was listening this morning to a lecture, Prabhupada said you want, a man wants nice house, nice motor car, nice wife. Wife is in the third place. <laughs> and then nice children, everything nice, nice bank balance. So, and then still not happy. Still not happy. That's the thing. Um, so, can we actually be happy in the material world? Or will it just be always <sighs> unfulfilled, no matter how hard we try? So therefore, one who is intelligent understands it doesn't make sense. Let us join into the transcendental activities of devotional service. Lord Ananta Sesh is an expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As an expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Ananta says is non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Nonetheless, he is different in one way that he is, is always serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, there are many features of the Lord which are serving the Supreme Lord. Lord Ananta says, as, as we saw, many, many faces. With these many mouths, Lord Ananta says, is glorifying Krishna. And there's no end to that glorification. He never runs out of qualities of Krishna to glorify. It is said that Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, in his commentary, the, on the Bhagavad Gita, known as Sarata Barsini, he is, um, he is saying that the mouth of Lord Ananta says is the jewel case of the glorification of Krishna. And if you want to be able to glorify Krishna, then pray to Ananta, because he can empower us to go glorify Krishna. Um, Otherwise, uh, we may run out of steam and pretty soon we'll say a few things about Krishna. He's a supreme personality. He plays flute and uh, lotus eyes, three-band three forward form, yellow dhoti, and uh, a blackish blue his hair, um, 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 uh, nails, toenails like mother of pearls, um, lotus navel, uh, 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 what else? There's no limit to, to the nature and qualities of Krishna. Um, Chaitanya Charitamrita is describing this also in Adilila chapter 4, how there's a competition between Srimata Radharani's love and the qualities of Krishna. Each time when Srimata Radharani discovers a new quality of Krishna, then her love increases because she also starts to love that new quality. And then she finds another one and she loves that one also. In this way, her love is increasing. And it's not only Radharani, it is also for us in that way. Um, how to 
develop love of God. Simply explore the qualities of Krishna. And they're all amazing. And they're all and Krishna is lovable for it. So we start to love these qualities. Um, in the beginning, of course, uh, we just sort of finding out and what is this and categorizing them and placing them, uh, you know, uh, here and there, okay, you know. You see Krishna and all his expansions, you know, it's like a little and like, you know, Tate Katma Rupa, and like, you know, like, okay, Vaibhav Vilas and Vaibhav Prakash and all these forms of the Lord. There is the para form of the Lord. There is the, uh, the, the Vyuha form of the Lord. There is the uh, Vibhava form of the Lord, the Antaryami form of the Lord, and the Archa form of the Lord. Okay. Um, she's like, wow, that's serious stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, well, Para means simply the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then, in his viewer, in his expansions, and in his expansions he gets involved with the material energy um, and the spiritual energy. And then he manifests himself in his Vibhav forms. Uh, as Balaram, he is, he is the deity of the Sandini Shakti, uh, of the existence potency. Radharani, the pleasure potency. Uh, yes. So, in this way, we are appreciating how everything is emanating from the Supreme Lord. Um, it is said that um, Aniruddha is controlling the mind. He's an expansion of the Lord and he's controlling the mind. Uh, and it is said that Prajumna is controlling the intelligence. So their part, um, we get Krishna, we get Balaram, then we get Chaturvyuha, Vasudev, Sankarsham, Prajumna, Aniruddha, and they're all involved. Uh, so, with with our existence and Krishna, Natasya Karyam Karanam has nothing to do, nothing to do. He's being worshipped. Um, they're simply glorifying Krishna, and Krishna is happily listening to his glorification. Ah, they're glorifying me. Oh yes. Uh, imagine, is he? vain is he is he proud is he uh, is he and like if you start glorifying me i'll be sitting here and so yes kadamakana swami is so nice and, yes i know <laughs> he's very intelligent of course <laughs> he's he's funny also yes he's like sings like a gandharva <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like that, you know, I will confirm and I will float in ecstasy if you start like that. You're making my day. Because after all, I enjoy hearing my own glories. You too. Ah, yes, it's nice, isn't it? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. So is Krishna like that? But he is being glorified all the time and he enjoys it. Then, how is this? How does this work? Krishna, what he enjoys is the love. He doesn't care if, if, if we call Krishna the, the, the greatest, the most wonderful, the most amazing, without any love, Krishna is yawning. Okay. Um, it is said that all the Vedic hymns cannot please Krishna as much as simply the crude uh, service offered by the, with love, yes, by the coward boys or the residents of Vrindavan. Um, yes, that is Krishna. So it is, it is the love that attracts Krishna. Um, Krishna is simply uh, attracted by love. It is said, therefore, that pure devotional service, um, pure devotional service, which is performed with love, that pure devotional service is Sri Krishna Akarsani. That can attract Krishna. Uh, 
and this is what it's about. We are serving Krishna and we are selfless. We are not uh, asking Krishna, give me this benediction, give me that benediction. Oh Krishna, give me the home, give me the motor car, the beautiful wife, the nice intelligence, children and the bank balance. Yes, please. No, we don't ask. Uh, we don't ask for any side benefit. We don't ask Krishna for anything else. We're simply approaching Krishna. And all we ask Krishna is for Krishna. We don't ask Krishna uh, so much puja, then we bow down and say, Oh Krishna, please give me something else. No Krishna, I don't want anything else. I just simply want you. Nothing else. Nothing else. Anya Abhilasita Sunyam. Nothing else. Because nothing can compare. What can compare to Krishna? Nothing. Everything is just shallow. Everything is empty. The pleasures of these material things, just tiny little bits of pleasure and then you're still unfulfilled. The example is given. The man was fasting. He's a Brahmin. Uh, he was living from alms. Nobody gave anything. He was very hungry. Now, Brahmins are supposed to, in, in Vedic culture, would sometimes beg. and was allowed. Uh, but they would go to the house of appropriate people. So this Brahmin was in an area of town now, a Muslim area. And he begged from a Muslim. He said, I'm so hungry. I don't care. I have to have something now. So he just went to the house of the Muslim. And the Muslim, they gave him something, they gave him very little. So little. So they gave him very little. And he was starving, so he ate it. And he says, now look, I lost my caste. I lost my caste. And I'm still hungry. <laughs> yes. This is actually the situation. See, this material enjoyment. We lose our caste, we lose our decency, we lose our principle, we lose our honesty. Uh, yes, 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 yes. You're lying your head off. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? You will come? Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't mean a word of his yes, yes. Huh? He's just saying it. Empty words. We've lost everything. We've lost our caste. We've lost our decency. We've lost our dignity. We've lost our honesty. We've lost our determination. We've lost our strength. We've, we've lost our intelligence. We have lost our energy. We are just... We've lost everything. And still hungry. We compromised with the material world. It made us pale. It made us weak. It made us drained. We gave everything. Kamalinam kotida pulita duni desas tisam jatanayina karumana tapataya. Oh, yes, these lusty desires. Hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. Who's speaking? It's your tongue. We are sitting in this lecture and we are hungry. Are we going to eat something now? Ah, we are very hungry. Oh, can we wait so long? Come on, bring, bring, bring. Ring, ring, ring. The other fall, yes. Ears, can we hear something else? Can we change the channel? Ah, the senses, the senses are pushing. And then the red phone, the genitals. It's Saturday night, and are we going to get some action or what? <laughs> yes. So, Sunday morning is also okay. Yes. Ah, yes, yes. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Bring now more. Is that all you could bring? Go, bring more. Merciless taskmaster. The senses, they have no mercy. They drive us. Bring, bring, bring more leave us totally drained and empty. So, ah, uh, let's enjoy. 
I agree. I totally agree. Let's enjoy. Yes. Let us do it. Let us enjoy. So let us give up these sense objects. Let us enjoy. Let us be free. Let us dance. Let us chant. Let us enjoy. Of course, life is for enjoyment. Life is not for being drained. Life is not for being miserable. Life is not for being a shadow of ourselves. Life is to be full of inspiration. Life is to live with taste. Life is to just be inspired. Now we are living. Yes, that is life. And that is spiritual life. And material life is that other thing, that shadow, the shadow reflection of real life. That is material life. Well, if you want to try, you can emaciated, drained, fried, how are you? I don't know. <laughs> Where are you? I'm lost. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, try to remember. Lost my memory. I lost everything. So, Devotional service um, gives us life. Devotional service gives us hope. Devotional service gives us eternal benefit. Uh, you can't lose. There's no question of losing. No one loses. Uh, even the one who's sleeping upstairs right now is not losing. Because at least he's sleeping in a temple. Yeah. Make some advancement. Um, any, any, any way that we are connecting to the Sankirtan movement, we are blessed, we are blessed. Anyway, yeah? And prasadam tastes good, and you get eternal benefit at the same time. Not bad. <laughs> Better than ordinary food. Who wants food? Ordinary food. Yeah? Food is not good. <laughs> Prasadam. Now you're talking. That's it. Prakrishta, Rupena, Siddhati. Only that can fully satisfy it. Only that can fully satisfy it. Because it's full of mercy. And yeah, you know, your stomach feels quick. Yeah. But that mercy, that mercy will fill the emptiness in our heart. That will fill that hunger. That will fill that just ongoing emptiness. Yes. That, that huge vacuum. The vacuum that we carry in our heart. Everyone, everyone walks around with this emptiness. And what do you need now? What do you need now to, to fill it? I need something. I mean, I desperately need something. I'm desperate. I need it now. Whatever it is, I need something to fill my emptiness. This emptiness is driving us. Always looking, looking. What is it now? Okay, at least, at least a bar of chocolate. Is it bona fide? Anyway, uh, some say it is. Mr. Strict, because of his father, who was Mr. Strict, you know, was offered some chocolate by Indra Raj and said, I don't eat chocolate. <laughs> or didn't eat it. So Maharaj said, you don't eat chocolate? He says, no. Then Maharaj said, you know, actually, they gave Srila Prabhupada chocolate and he ate it and he asked for more. <laughs> What can we say after that? <laughs> I'm not entering into the chocolate controversy. <laughs> but we recently had an interesting chocolate experience in Utah, you know, where we met in the gym, can we say. So, yeah, it's an interesting world. 
No, I want to go back to Godhead. <laughs> so, not a bite, no way. I'm not going to eat that stuff, you know. No, 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 no. You know, no Maya in my life. No, out, out. Yeah, sense gratification. as well? Or are you only offering tapas? Are you only offering austerity? I am more renounced than renounced. <laughs> you know, some people get up at three, some get up at two, some get up at one, some get up at midnight, some get up at eleven at night. I myself, I just stay up all the time. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yes, ah, you're very spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah. Is the water cold enough? Ah, bring the eyes. <laughs> in the, the, problem, the problem in the summer is the water's too warm. You know? It just doesn't do it, you know. It doesn't, just doesn't give me that sting, you know. Like, ah. <laughs> So, maybe there are different paths to uh, back to Godhead. When I was new, I was also a, a little strict, you know, like I had read, okay, six hours sleep, so I would time it. I would, at night, sleep less than six, so we'd have a little time left over, and I would exactly keep to the six, right? so I said, okay, I have 20 minutes left, you know, <laughs> I'd take a 20 minute nap during the day, and it was like keeping track of it, you know, you know, you know, then there was an eclipse in Vrindavan, you know, and I had read, yeah, as you go during the eclipse, you go in the, in the, in the Ganga or the Yamuna, yeah, and I asked the pundit, you know, how long? How long do you have to be in the water? He says, you know, the entire graham, graham, that's the eclipse, right? It contaminates five muhurtas, five muhurtas, panch muhurta, oh yes, contaminated. So five muhurta is five times 48 minutes, right? So, all right, all right then. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now I was in the water, and yeah, it wasn't even summer, it was sort of, I guess, in between season, it wasn't that warm, and after about 20 minutes, I started to get a bit cold, you know? <laughs> and, you know, uh, then, yeah, because, especially because of the cold water, at one point, I had to go use a bathroom. There's no bathroom in the Yamuna. So I do, what do I do now? You have to pass water. Yeah, but I can't do that in the Yamuna, you know. No. So I was holding and holding and holding until I couldn't anymore, you know. So then I thought, what to do now? So I left one toe in the water. <laughs> I went on the bank of the Yamuna. <laughs> And then, <laughs> then I told Dina Bandhu in Vrindavan, you know, and Dina Bandhu said, you know, the Yamuna is your mother, she'll understand. <laughs> so, there are different approaches, <laughs> it's not all. Cut and dry. It's not all cut and dry. Krishna is not like, you know, you must like walk this fine line and only if you walk the fine, fine, fine line, only the fine, fine line will you go back to God. Otherwise, sorry, sorry, another birth. Down you go again. Yes. No. Somehow or other. 
if we serve Krishna with love, if we serve him with love, ah, yes, yes, then Krishna can be attracted. And when Krishna is attracted, Krishna is such a person, he's not attracted to you today and tomorrow to someone else. We are like that. I love you, I love you, I love you with all my heart. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> yeah. What happened? What happened? Krishna's not like that. His heart is not fickle. He doesn't have the heart of a fox, as it is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna's love, it is there. It will never go. Krishna's love is eternally there. And when we do something for Krishna, his love, it just flares up. Sri Krishna Akarasani, he becomes attracted. Then, how can he ignore us? Oh, he did such nice service for me. Okay, you come. All right. You have some anatas, don't worry, I'll fix them. Sarvadhamma parijayama may come, Saranambra. Just surrender to me. Serve me with love. And then, moksha is yami masucha. I will liberate you from all these karmic reactions. You don't have to do that. Soon we'll have some initiation ceremony. And now there, and there's quite a few people, and some people are thinking, oh my God, oh my God, can I do this? No, no, I cannot do this. No, I, I think, no, somewhere in doubt. So I heard. And I had no time to speak to them personally, so I thought, let me take advantage of this lecture. And he said, do not worry. Don't worry, Krishna says, Masucha. Don't worry. Krishna will help. Krishna is there. If you take one step towards Krishna, Srila Prabhupada said, Krishna takes ten steps towards you. So Krishna becomes more active. If we become more active, Krishna becomes more active. And Krishna empowers us. And it becomes possible. What was absolutely impossible? Four regulated principles. Becomes possible. You know, I find it very difficult. Yes, maybe you do, but over time it will become easier. Just take some more prasadam. <laughs> yes, yes. Do some more service. Yes. And it will chant, chant. Oh, can't, can't, can't. Anyway, sit down with us. Be with the devotees. Um, at least once a week on the weekend. Chant with the devotees. And strength will come. Strength will be given. Bhakti is a gift. Bhakti, it's not that we conquer. I am going to do it. I'm doing it. My bhakti. I'm doing it. No, it's not. We're not doing it. It's a gift. We're receiving it. It is that mercy will carry us and empower us and make things possible that seemed impossible. It will transform us. As simple as that. Very simple. And yes, so we pray to Ananta Sesh. Because when we pray to Ananta Sesh, we can glorify. So that means we can chant Hare Krishna. So let us pray to Ananta Sesh so that we can chant Hare Krishna. Then we can chant Hare Krishna. Pray, pray, and it will. That praying will happen. Um, when we pray, let us pray. So we pray to Haridas Thakur. We pray. Um, we pray to, to all the Vaishnavas. Um, in South Africa, we have our Parthasarthi Das Goswami, who is originally from Oxford. Yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty British, I guess. Uh, and our Parthasarthi Das Goswami, he does one nice thing. He has, uh, he worships the Vaishnavas. And he has an altar and he has pictures.
pictures of many, many Vaishnavas there. Many. I heard even my pictures there. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> mistake. But you know, uh, but he has pictures of many Vaishnavas and he worships all these, all these Vaishnavas. I mean, that's pretty nice actually. I mean, it really will, uh, will help right, to get over this, uh, this attitude, you know. Do you also have an attitude? I mean, I've always had a bit of an attitude, if you know what I mean. And it's like, it's just one of those things, an attitude, you know. You know, what to do with my attitude, you know. Like, I mean, I, I tend to think, like, <laughs> my nose goes, I have these wrinkles in my nose, actually. Because my whole life I've been going like, hmm. <laughs> so, there are a few wrinkles here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, you only get wrinkles. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So, what to do? Um, But by this worship of the Vaishnavas, one can overcome this attitude. One can actually, one's humility will increase. How to be humble? By declaration, from today on, I am fallen. Okay, <laughs> great. You did well. You, know, you have some deep realization here today that you are fallen. It's right, but now, how to take the humble position. It's one thing, it's a good beginning to acknowledge that we are fallen, but to become humble is a whole cultivation of taking the humble position a million times over. Not once, not only on Sundays, not only in front of everyone else, always. So, how nice. Fill the house with pictures of Vaishnavas. You can get a group photo as well, right? Eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, got to be practical, right? <laughs> so, yeah, somehow or other, that worship the Vaishnavas. Vanchakopata Rubiyacha, Kipasadiyacha, Patitam, Bhavanevyo, Vaishnavyo, Namahama. Because the Vaishnavas, they glorify the Lord. They glorify the Lord. And it is by their mercy that we can also serve and glorify the Lord. The Vaishnavas give us service. You cannot invent devotional service. Devotional service is given. It is given. So, we therefore are worshipping the Vaishnavas. Okay, are there any questions, any comments? Gurudas and Yogesh. There's a microphone as well, although you have a loud voice, I admit. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yeah, uh, thank you. Just trying to reconcile um, a few statements that um, uh, I find sort of contradictory. Um, so we hear that we're not the enjoyer. Um, not the enjoyer. And then also, uh, I also heard Srila Prabhupada once say to someone that actually you don't know how to enjoy. And there was, there's a statement in Bhagavatam in the purport, uh, um, I don't know exactly where we're, we're explained as the predominated enjoyers. Uh, okay, it's about are we the enjoyer or are we not the enjoyer? Yeah, we are the enjoyers. We are anandamoy biasat, always looking for happiness. It's our constitutional position to enjoy and to be happy. When all the false ego is finally peeled off, right? Like an onion, so many peels, right? When finally all the layers are coming off, underneath there's a happy person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a few layers to take off you know, before we get there. But underneath it all is a happy person. Yeah. But the enjoyment comes from giving from giving service, from giving pranayata diyavacha, our energy, 
our, our possessions, our intelligence, our words, that service. Give all that. And to please Krishna and his devotees. And if we do so, then we'll be uh, most happy. Too much happy. Uh -huh. <laughs> Too much. Because by nature we are too much. Yes. Dear Yogesh. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I, uh, you, you, you ask your disciples to uh, touch the hearts of as many people as they possibly could. I took that from Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj who made that statement. But he was, uh, inspired me, so I, I stole that actually, that sentence, <laughs> to be honest. So, so your guidance on, on in, in how and in what way can people do, can the, your devotees do that? Uh, well, you know, like, uh, we're living in this, in this world where so many things are offered to us which are false, fake. It's fake. It's the real thing. Come on, it's rubbish. <laughs> Isn't it? And so on and so on. So many things, so much rubbish is presented to uh, us as happiness. And it's all false. False happiness. So, devotees can actually give access to real happiness. We give transcendental knowledge that leads to real happiness, or prasadam, which leads to real happiness, and so on and so on. Devotees are the carriers of real happiness. And everywhere else in the world, they try to present false happiness. You know, I stay in an apartment nearby, and then we walk past all the bars. And all these people are trying to be happy there. And you can, so it's been weekend, you know, <laughs> I see, and you see, not only, okay, I didn't see exactly what happened in the bars, but then there's all these things on the street, somebody has thrown up on the street, you know, they spilled so many things on the street, and this morning there was a truck that was emptying out the urinals, right, from, from all the urine from all the drunken people, yeah, it's like, it's like, look like, uh, my God, you know, and they try to be happy, yeah, for, for the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. But, and then, you know, and some of them, they just have to call up, Hare Krishna, or something, they have to make it a little strange, so that their friends will, their friends will not laugh at them. But they say it because it brings relief. When they see us, it brings relief. Just seeing us immediately, they feel relief. What to speak when we give them a book? What to speak when we speak to them? Oh, what to speak when we just... A little persona. I was standing at a bus stop in the Netherlands in a city called Rotterdam. During the Second World War, Rotterdam is a very large port. It was bombed to pieces. Yeah. Both. So, after the Second World War, they built it up, but it all concrete. So, it's not a very beautiful, attractive place. I'm sorry to say. Uh, um, full of drug addicts. Full of them. So, one junkie comes to us while we are at the bus stop. He says, Hey, man. Hey, man. Can you give me one gilder? These were the days of the gilders. Can you give me one gilder? And I've been a long time in India, so I learned how to deal with these things, you know. Make no eye contact, okay? <laughs> don't look him in the eye. Just cold face, don't smile. Move your head. <laughs> he was gone in no time. I got rid of him, you know. I don't get rid of the beggar. So I got rid of the beggar. Then I have a new bhakti with me. He calls him back. <laughs> he says, wait, wait, don't go. I have something for you. 
This is evening time that we're at the bus stop. He pulls something out of his shoulder bag. It's a piece of apple from breakfast. It's brown. You know? He holds it up in the air. He says, look, Prasada. And this junkie opens his mouth. And, he just, and the doctor, very determined, just pops it in. <laughs> that junkie ate that piece of apple. And with that, the doctor gave him human life. He was on the way to become an animal in his next life. And this doctor gave him, gave him human life. Just that. Join the Hare Krishna movement and after three weeks you can give out human life to... Just see. Just see. Just see. Yes. Okay, we go from the back to the front. Yeah. And it's stop in two minutes. Um, Guru Maharaj, Krishna is enjoying his pleasure pastimes, right? So why would he care if we make it back to the spiritual world or not? Because Krishna enjoys his pleasure pastimes, but Krishna is not selfish. Krishna is enjoying. These pleasure pastimes are about the exchange of love. It's not that Krishna goes, Wow, look what a nice Chintamani gem I have here. <laughs> this is pretty cool. No, what Krishna really enjoys is the loving exchange. It's the rasa, isn't it? This means the loving exchange with devotees. So there's some who, uh, who are just out there and who, who, who are missing the boat. So Krishna wants them too. He wants every living being to be in that ocean of transcendental loving exchange that is the spiritual world. Everyone. He doesn't want to leave a single one out. Then his pleasure is even increasing more. So come back. Yes. Okay, next. Uh, Guru Maharaj, I have a practical question about worshiping Vaishnavas. <clears throat> Uh, because, like, we are maybe tainted with this Christian tradition to worship saints. So, in which way do we worship Vaishnavas? Do we worship them for their specific good qualities they have, or just for being Vaishnavas? Like, what is actually practical way? Like, I see, for example, Raghunath Askaswam, he never criticized Vaishnavas, or this offered a basic. Do we do it like that? Well, yes, there's the general way of just worshiping the Vaishnavas. And there are also maybe more specific ways where we approach a Vaishnava for his qualities. And we are appreciating, real worship of the Vaishnava means appreciating his qualities. Uh, not that we're just sort of uh, randomly glorifying, no, the glorification has to be relevant to the service, to the, to the nature of the person. Then we go deeper into our worship. So yes, but there is general. In the morning we say Vanchaka Bhikarubhyacha, you know, and, and we bow down to all the Vaishnavas, right? Something like the unknown soldier, you know, the unknown Vaishnava, right? It's sort of like, uh, yeah, you have these statues of the unknown soldier. So when we say, when we just say the mantra, we may do it in general, just to the Vaishnava, to anyone who's taken the vows. You're for our basis. Krishna's copyright said, I offer my obeisances to all my Vaishnava readers. Anyone. But then there's also specific. So for Haridas, we're asking for chanting and we appreciate him. He's take inspiration from his example. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. We approach all the Vaishnavas and we worship their qualities. The Guru Mahas, please accept my obeisances. You said at the beginning we are meditating how everything is expanding from the Lord. Um, I made the experience uh, even uh, when I, if I get uh, uh, up early in the morning, chant and, and read and um, do deity worship and have devotee association, with the time uh, the influence of, of Maya becomes. Uh, more and more, and, and I, I feel more the influence of my false ego, and I, 
to be honest, I get only relief if I have personal association with you. And how can how can I <laughs> meditate? Uh, or on what can I meditate? And how can I deal with it when in the future there's uh, the personal association is not uh, available? My dear Vinuya, you're living in the village of Sachinandan Swami. I am also manifesting in Sachinandan Swami. We are one. We are the same. Him and me, he is my Vairagi Bhai, my brother. And he manifests a different flavor. But we, we are not different. So you're living in a good village. Because such an animal lives there. I wouldn't mind living there myself. It's his neighbor. It's not bad. It's like, uh, so yes, there's no difference. Maybe a little difference in flavor. That's okay. So there are so many Vaishnavas. And I will still be with you. the presence of the Guru, we are always looking what he can give us. In his absence, we are connecting with him by trying to be what he would want us to be. And the more we do so, the more we feel connected and the more we feel his presence. So, once I go, then it gets serious. Then you have to be, really become advanced. That would be great. You become happy. <laughs> you will not cry anymore. <laughs> so, thank you so much. I will stop now. See the power of the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.